Happy Friday, happy day before fall break. Woo! Or the day of, right? This afternoon, you begin a well-deserved break. And I want to celebrate with you and for you and for myself and for my laundry room that I finally will be clearing out. <laughs> so maybe you will be able to jump in a car this afternoon on a road trip with friends. Or maybe you are headed home and you just want to rest, literally just sleep. Maybe you are going to catch up on that Netflix binge that you've been putting off. It's good, right? <laughs> as long as it is good. And maybe you are going to finally do your laundry. Your parents will celebrate, I'm sure. <laughs> But why do you need fall break? Why do you need fall break? Well, the pressure has been intense. Whether you are a first-year student or you are a senior in your final, facing your final fall break, you have the need to achieve. The focus is on achievement and doing well. You need to sign up for the right classes and then really do well in those classes. You need to build your resume. You need to make sure you get the right internship or the right role in the upcoming production. You need to make sure you sign up for just the right semester abroad. You need to really work hard to get the playing time on the field and earn that reputation. You need to, you need to, you need to make a name for yourself, right? But is that all there is? I want to just say that that kind of stress is not unique to our time. Our passage today, we're going to look at a high achiever. And this high achiever that we read about today in our scripture in John 3, he is a man that also maybe had some questions. And I know he had some questions, and maybe you do too. So would you open, in the pew, it's 863, 863, and that begins John 3, verses 1 through 10. So listen to the word of God. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, This man came to Jesus by night, and he said, Rabbi, we know that you've come from God as a teacher, for no one can do the signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he's old? He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born, can he? Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but, do not know where, but you do not know where it comes from and where it's going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, are you the teacher of Israel and do not understand these things? That's the word of God. Thanks be to the Lord. Nicodemus knew about high standards and achievement. Nicodemus was a Pharisee and part of the ruling council. He had status, he had wealth, He had power, and he had lived a super pure life. He actually lived to keep the law. And in addition to the law, another huge set of super specific rules. And really maybe deep down believed that this was his ticket 
into the kingdom. He was an achiever. So the, this is the grounds on which Nicodemus comes to Jesus. He approaches Jesus, and he actually believes he's already set. He's just kind of curious about who Jesus is. So he does have this seriously impressive resume, but the view from the top must be somewhat disappointing because when we find Nicodemus, he's a little bit restless. He's searching, and he comes at night. Now, maybe that was because this would have been a chancy meeting, a little bit risky. The gossip could have hurt him. His colleagues in the Sanhedrin may not have been pleased to find out that he was meeting with Jesus one-on-one, -on -one. but maybe it was because he just wanted a private audience with Jesus, because he wanted to find some answers to his questions. So Nicodemus says to him, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher and you come from God. Now, that's not phrased as a question, but underneath that statement is a nagging question in Nicodemus's heart, and maybe is a nagging question in all of our hearts until we come to know Jesus, and that is, who is this guy? He asked the same question that they were asking. First, they asked John the Baptist, you know, are you, are you the one? Are you the prophet? Are you the Messiah? Who are you? But Jesus doesn't answer Nicodemus's questions, and I actually kind of find that funny. He doesn't, he doesn't even attempt to answer or exchange in niceties like, well, thank you for the compliment, and no. He cuts right to the chase. Jesus reveals the real need in Nicodemus's life. Jesus does that. He reveals our real need. He brings it to the light. Jesus says, truly, truly, or I tell you the truth. Now, whenever it says that in scripture, it's good to stop for a second and realize this is something that is it's a catalyst. It's something that's going to turn your life. It's going to maybe turn your life upside down. There's something you need to understand, and it's probably going to mean a total shift in your life and in yourself. So Jesus says, Nicodemus, I tell you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. So in one fell swoop, Jesus undercuts the entire foundation of Nicodemus's life. He had been radically devoted to keeping the law so that his religion could guarantee he would have a spot in the kingdom of God. Surely his family name, his Ivy League education, his good works would secure him that spot, right? No. No, Jesus is saying, all your religion is, is doing, all your religion is actually trying to make up for the fact that you remain isolated from God. You can't be in true relationship with the king because you can't work hard enough to do it. You can't earn it. Jesus says, you have to be born again. Now that would have been a shock to Nicodemus because of course he thought he was already in. So how, how does that apply to us? What does that mean to you? Well, working hard and working hard towards achievement is part of college. It's not really a bad thing. It's part of a really good thing when you pursue it in healthy ways. But working to achieve in sports and academics can bleed its way into working to achieve earning your worth, earning your identity, creating your value. And when your value and your identity is all tied up in achievement, it can only lead to disillusionment, to discouragement. And I gotta say, I personally struggle with this. I, I love to achieve, and I love it when people like me. 
In fact, I start to tell myself the lie that if people are pleased, in fact, if I can please everybody, everybody I have contact with, then I am whole. But Jesus undercuts it, says no. He is the only one who can make me alive and whole and free. He is the only one who can make you alive and whole and free. Have you been working on achievement in almost every area and actually working on achieving in your faith too, trying to check all the boxes? If you only have those outside appearances of being all set, you may actually still be spiritually dead. And that's kind of hard to hear. You need something called regeneration. You need Jesus to make you alive. It's a one-time event. It's the implanting of new life, and only God can do it. And it's miraculous. The Holy Spirit imparts something that you did not have before. You die, and then you become alive in Christ. It's a divine life. The Holy Spirit takes the dark and the dead, and he brings light and life. And then he begins the process of reordering your thinking, reordering your loves and your focus and your affections and your time and your energy. And even your achievements mean something different now. Christianity is not about what you can do to make sure you are set. Christianity is the news about what Jesus has already done, what he's already done. The beauty of the gospel is that it is for all. You think you're all set? Guess what? You need Jesus. <laughs> you think you are too far gone, too steeped in shame, too messed up? You need Jesus. And when you come to him, it's the exact same process for everyone across the board. It's the, it's the best leveling field ever. He imparts new life, and you're born again, no matter what state you came to him in. God, the giver, has set his affection on you. He loves you. He longs for you to receive the gift he offers and live in new life today. Jesus sees you and pursues you. He's the bringer of light and life. He's in the business of peeling away all the layers that we hide behind and revealing our real need. Let's pray. Lord, would you peel back the stuff that's clouding our vision? Would you peel back whatever we're holding on to so that we can't open our hands to receive you, pry our fingers off all that junk, reveal our real need today? Help us see the radical plan that you have to make us new and whole and free and alive. Amen. Go in grace. Have a great break.